Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All we can be sure of is this. Zach Berry and Grayson Weir are hashtag not committed. Ah, I love a good train wreck. Hey, what up? This is Not Committed. I'm your host, Zach Barry. Joining me as always, Grayson Weir. We are coming to you Friday, late morning, heading into the long weekend, Memorial Day. I'm sure that everyone is getting their grills prepped, meat seasoned, uh, what have you, for uh, probably, I might do it myself, Grayson. It might just be opening it might just be opening weekend, opening day for uh, getting the grill going. How are we doing this morning? Oh, yeah. Oh, we're doing well. It's definitely opening weekend for the grill over here across town. We're uh, we're firing it up tonight. Got some steaks ready to go. Kicking off Memorial Day weekend in the, the best way possible. Nice, nice. Yeah, the uh, as we – as per tradition, we, we're going to talk a little weather. Um, it's been kind of weird here in uh, – the greater Nashville area. It's currently in the sixties right now. It was a little chilly this morning, been raining a ton, which is great because I haven't had to water the garden or any of the uh, beds out front. We got some new landscaping in very excited about that. Um, been trying to get out there in the morning, get them their, uh, get them their fuel for the day before that, May sun slaps them in the face, but uh, it's been Rain nice. Baker. It's been uh, it's been great. Rain has been plentiful, so the uh, the garden is booming. Wife got some lettuce out today, yeah, some uh, some fresh salads, and uh, we've got some of the some of the veggies are really starting to uh, buck their head out there. So it's good. Um, but uh, we're here Friday. We we adjusted the schedule. Uh, for a particular reason, and that reason is the commitment of on three consensus three star Daniel Demery um, out of Texas Parish Episcopal School announced for the Rebs on Friday. Um, I put my RPM prediction in. I guess it was a while ago. It was a couple of weeks ago. Um, We'll get into it here, but obviously the long-standing relationship with Ole Miss defensive line coach Randall Joyner played a huge part here. Um, took several visits to Oxford, came in for the Grove Bowl. I believe that was his third trip um, to Oxford, came with his parents. And, uh, I mean, a guy that I think is vastly underrated, his offer sheet speaks to that, and um, he's someone that has played a lot of ball in high school. And uh, I think that he will be someone in the secondary sooner rather than later once he reports to campus. Yeah, this was his third visit or the Grove Bowl was rather. He was there in October and then January and then April. Uh, So clearly he's been trending in this direction for quite some time now, as we always say, follow the visits. Um, 
Demery's a guy that makes a lot of sense for Ole Miss. You know, you look at the star ranking and you say three star or whatever. He does play above his star level, but almost more importantly, he fits really well in Ole Miss's system. When you kind of look at the defense for the next two, three years, there's a lot of turnover set to happen. Miles Battle's a senior. Otis Reese is a senior. A.J. Finley's a senior. Ashin Young may or may not stick around next year. Um, there's a lot of question marks for the future. So not, not the immediate, but the future. And that's what Demery does. And he slots really well into an Ole Miss system. I'm going to continue to call it a 3-2-6. I know that I preface it every time. It's almost more fluid than a 3-2-6. But for all intents and purposes, we're going to say 3-2-6. Demery slots really well in there as a nickelback. Um, you can kind of put him in that fifth kind of cornerback, that floating position. He's really fast. He, he ran uh, like an 11 point. One three or something. I was looking at it earlier and the hundred yard dash. So Demery's really quick, um, has a lot of get up and go and serves really well to where you can put him out in a zone coverage position, whether that be at the true corner, whether that be at the nickel or even potentially at a free safety spot. Um, you can kind of use him all over the field and, and expect that he'll be able to get on his horse, get downfield and lay the wood uh, once a running back or a wide receiver sneaks into the third level. So I think it's a really good pickup. I know people won't be all too excited about the 438th ranked player in the country. Um, but when you really look at where he fits into the scheme, and again, this is another example of Lane Kiffin and his staff. Uh, it started with Matt Lindsay and it started with Lane Kiffin. Now, obviously um, some new director of player personnel and some new scouting staff in there but it's another example with Demery of almost seeking a guy out of state so it's not like they're signing a three-star in-state just to sign a three-star in-state they went into texas pulled them out over a&m pulled them out over smu pulled them out over texas um and brought him in knowing that they see a lot of potential in him that goes above his star ranking so They've come into this NFL mindset where they're scouting like they would a college prospect going to the NFL. They are scouting these high schoolers as potential NFLers down the road in the same way with their size, their stature, their athleticism, their intangibles, all of those things. And Demery at 5'11", 194, probably plays closer to 5'11", 200 on the next level. And that's a pretty decent sized safety is what we're going to go ahead and call him for now. I think that they end up using him more versatile across the field um, in a couple different spots over the next few years, but it's a really good get if not for next year, then for two, three years down the road as he continues to develop and grow into his role with the rebels. If you want like a recent comp, um, always turn, turn on the tape a lot of Taishim Johnson vibes. Um, I think he is more than comfortable playing close to the line of scrimmage. Um, that's something that is hard to, I don't know. I go back and forth on this and I'm not some, you know, scout or a former coach that has been in these locker rooms and, and been on these practice fields, but just an amateur viewpoint. I feel like there's, a limitation on how you can teach that, how you can teach run support, how you can teach. So can you really get someone 
into a mindset where they are willing to come downhill and make plays. Right. I, I feel like that's, it's like a, I'm trying to think of another, like a parallel with another sport. Um, it's almost like rebounding or getting loose balls in basketball. Like it, there, there's a certain mindset you have to be in to want to, you know, dive on the floor and get balls. Um, I don't know, maybe in baseball, you know, catchers have to have a certain mindset to be back there and block the baseball and really put their body on the line. And, and I don't know, you, you put the tape on, you watch him. He is someone that is very physical at the line of scrimmage. And I just think that he comes in that Tysheem Johnson, um, A.J. Finley role where he can play center field. He can make plays um, when the ball's in the air, as evidenced by – um, his junior season he had 70 tackles, five tackles for loss, five interceptions, three defensive touchdowns. Um, he was all over the place at uh, um, Parish Episcopal School. Um, they've won, I believe, yeah, last fall, third straight TAPPS Division One state title. Pretty good. Um, so good Dallas Metroplex program. Um, but yeah, that, that just kind of what came to my mind when I was watching him on tape was a lot of Tysheem Johnson, very versatile, um, can operate in space. You don't have to really hold his hand and, and really, you know, guide him on where to be just, you know, all of the stereotypes of a, a playmaking guy in the secondary, always in the right spot. Um, he's been a, uh, I believe a two-time team captain. So that's huge as an underclassman to be a two-time team captain, much less one time, um, so kind of a quarterback of the defense type vibe with him. Um, but yeah, I mean, he plays everywhere in, at the high school level. I'll be very intrigued to see what they do with him at the, um, at the next level in college. But yeah, I mean, I think this is a great pickup. It's a guy, like I said, from a great program in Texas and someone that makes plays and has that, that two-way game of being more than willing to come down and, and make plays at the line of scrimmage and meet that ball carrier. Yeah. And you mentioned his offer sheet speaking to his talent. I'm going to go ahead and just list oh, some yeah. offers here. I mean, run it, run it, run down the list. It's Colorado, impressive. SMU, USC, AM, Penn State, Texas, Arkansas, Louisville, Michigan State, Baylor, Nebraska, Arizona, Vanderbilt, Washington, Georgia Tech, Kansas, Grambling State, Arizona State. So it just goes to show that there is talent in this kid and, and it has been recognized all across the country. It would be one thing if it was just AM, just Texas, and just SMU in the mix. They might have noticed talent in in-state guy. No, his offer sheet is all over the country. You got Big Ten, you got Big 12, you got Pac-12, you got SEC, you got group of five conferences. So these guys noticed this talent down there in Texas, and Ole Miss went and really sealed the deal. Shout out to Randall Joyner on this one. He's been very heavily involved with Demery um, and really just sealed the deal here yeah. to get a guy that is gaining national attention. So you can look at the three-star and you can scoff at the 438th national ranking all you want but when you look at his offer sheet if teams like that from all over the country are putting their time and effort into a kid from texas who texas kids typically i mean on the, i won't say all the time but typically texas guys like to stay in state um, and play for one of those kind of big three down there and well i guess really big four tcu smu and um texas um yeah so the fact that he was getting national looks and people were going into texas to try to steal him out of Texas and that Ole Miss was able to be successful speaks to not only the Texas connection that Lane Kiffin has brought in uh, with recent staff members, but mm -hmm. also it just speaks to the fact that they're willing to 
you know, really go out of their way and get out of state right. and beyond just what's right in their backyard for talent. Well, that's a great point we bring up about the Texas connection because, you know, Kiffin can go anywhere. He's a national brand. Everybody knows him. But you look at some of the recent hires, um, you know, Randall Joyner obviously played his ball in Texas, coached in Texas, mm-hmm. very well-respected name on the recruiting trail, um, young, energetic guy that players are just gravitate towards, um, very infectious personality. And then you look at Marty Biaghi, I think, is, is a name that's not getting enough attention. Um, obviously, he has deep ties in Louisiana, but as we all know, Louisiana and Texas kind of go hand in hand when you talk about recruiting. He's another guy that's very well respected in the Lone Star State. And then a guy that is, is his name is starting to really pop when talking about offensive players and who he's recruiting. You can see it in the Walker White interview that I did earlier this week. It's on the site, omspirit.com, part of on three. Seth Dagey, guy that played his ball at Texas Tech, guy that knows the landscape there, and then also obviously was on staff at USC, so he's got connections out west now too. But it's a a staff that Ole Miss as a program has done a nice job over the course of several years with different head coaches. They've kind of always recruited Texas, and I think because the state is so big and, you know, Texas, A&M, they can't get them all. There's so many players, so many programs. a lot of talent, so they're not going to be able to get, get everyone. So this is a guy that I think is a, a fringe three, four-star, you know, could end up getting a bump and being a four-star, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. The staff sees the fit. They like him a lot, and SMU was really pushing for him. Um, I know that he had a really good relationship with um, Craig Neighbor, Um you know, he was quoted as saying he talked with with Billy and Body of on three that he was looking at SMU as a top option. He likes it a lot. A lot of the coaches that were at other schools that recruited me are all at SMU now. So that's just one big family gathering. Um, so that's huge. I mean, it's a big Metroplex program. It's not it's not P5, but that's a really good G5 program. And you mentioned the in-state pool. You know, it's certainly easy for kids. You know, they, they want to go do something different, but that familiarity of staying close to home can sometimes keep them there. Almost yep. was able to combat that. And I, I mean, Joyner is the reason here. For sure. It's, uh, we, we can't bury the lead anymore. Um, he was, you know, quote, coach Joyner told me that when he got there, people were calling his name out in the streets. People he didn't even know were treating him like family already. That's really cool to hear. Um, he had another quote um, about Randall Joyner talking about, um, he was my first tackle football coach. He and his brother over the years, he's become family. We have built a strong relationship over the years. And we talk a lot. Um, he, you know, like we both said, he was in town for the Grove bowl. Um, he hung out with some of the current players, hung out with some of the current staffers. And I think that was kind of the, the tipping point where I think Ole Miss was already in the lead because of his relationship with Randall Joyner. And then once he came for the third time, got to see the city, uh, see the town, you know, double decker arts festival was popping the square was 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 buzzing, concerts, you got the festival, you've got the Grove Bowl. It was, I mean, it was a perfect weekend for them to host. Um, you know, Jalen Robinson was in town, Jaden Rashada. I don't think Ole Miss will get him, but I mean, at that point, they had put just the biggest and best step foot forward in that recruitment. I don't think it'll end up paying off, but it was a perfect weekend for a guy like Daniel Demery to come in town who was thinking, you know, well, maybe SMU. Um, Iowa was, co- was coming on strong. Um, 
Kirk Ferentz and, and him, you know, collecting his severance and he's up there um, <laughs> in the twilight years. And, um, you know, Coach Parker, the D.C. there is an institution with what he's done with that defense for, I think, close to 30 years. Um, so the Hawkeyes were, were starting to, to make some moves, but Ole Miss was able to clear everything up when he came in, came in town. Um, I'm, I'm sure they talked about, you know, what, where they see him in the, in the defensive scheme. Chris Partridge obviously was heavily involved as well as he normally is with these types of prospects when they get down that line where they're wanting to make a move and, you know, Hey, we're ready to take your commitment or, you know, Hey, we, we really want you here. Um, so this was, this was a, I think this is going to be one of those commitments down the line, you know, like an AJ Finley, who was a three-star at Alabama, good high school player, good program, just a solid get. And then now you look at him and he's an all SEC guy, Chucky Mullins award recipient and a three-year starter. That is one of your leaders uh, of your program going into year three of the Kiffin era. So I, I think this is a huge, huge get for Ole Miss. Yeah. And just to sum it up here, uh, you can, you know, scoff at the the three-star ranking all you want but this you know putting Demery's talent aside and he is a very talented player who I agree I think will blossom into someone more prominent on the defense like Finley and shout out to Mrs. Finley the new Mrs. Finley Ruby I don't know if you're listening but shout out to you um but Daniel Demery his recruitment speaks almost more loudly to what the staff is doing in Oxford and what Lane Kiffin is doing and what Randall Joyner is doing and what the defensive staff is doing and what this, this hyper-focused effort on finding the top recruits that fit your system the best, but not reaching is really paying off. I mean, you can get a guy like Demery to sit there and he can develop for a year, maybe two and then you can also go out and get the transfer guys around him. So you don't have to go get these flashy five stars, four stars, you know, big name guys, because you can get those guys through the transfer portal. So a guy like Demery just speaks to the coordinated effort that Ole Miss is putting into recruiting to where they are filling out the back end of their recruiting classes with talent that might be flying a little bit under the radar and then going and getting those immediate impact guys through the transfer portal. And Demery is just a perfect example of that. A really good get um, who could end up being very talented and a very big part of the defense. If not, you know, year one, then you year three or four as an upperclassman. Yeah. He is almost his third commitment in the 2023 class, joining Sontarian Perkins and Marcel Reed, the blue chip rating, no longer 100%, but like I said, I, I think that Demery has a real shot to get up to four-star status. Um, but, yeah, right now looking at two four-star prospects. Perkins is a guy that I think has a real shot to, to see a bump with his play. I, I know I've talked to national analysts and other uh, scouts, former P5 staffers that love his game, say that he is one of the more versatile, one of the more talented guys in the Southeast. Um, Ole Miss is going to have to fight off Georgia and Alabama for him, but I think he will ultimately sign with Ole Miss. Um, and then Marcel Reed, we've talked about him plenty. Really, really underrated signal caller. Uh, I'm interested to see what his high school does this year in terms of their offensive scheme. Um, traditionally a very throwback pro style look, kind of a Pete Carroll type offense when he was at USC under center. A lot of waggles, a lot of counter, Trey, 
play action type stuff. I'm, I'm interested to see if they're going to let him cut it loose and, and sling it around the yard a little bit. But um, I, I don't know. I believe they're not nationally ranked just because they don't have enough commitments. I don't know what the threshold is where they have to get to where they'll be nationally ranked. But right now, three really good players in that class. And, uh, and look, we've talked about it enough before we hit the break, but Kiffin and them are going to be very thorough and they're going to be picky with who they go for at the high school level, because as we know, the transfer portal has changed the whole landscape of recruiting. And so they're going to leave spots open for guys that they want to go get out of the portal that um, may not like where they end up. And they're wanting to, you know, find somewhere else to go. Um, and Ole Miss has proven second overall in the uh, portal rankings, team rankings behind USC, who's, uh, you know, shocker, Lincoln Riley in a, uh, in a program like USC that's all in now on uh, committing to uh, football. They've done a phenomenal job, but Ole Miss is right there with them. So we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to dive into some big names that are coming to Oxford officially next month, uh, starting next weekend. So hang tight. And we'll be right back to talk more about 2023 prospects. This podcast is brought to you by Lamar Yard, Oxford's indoor-outdoor restaurant, bar, and entertainment space on South Lamar. They now have an updated menu with non-barbecue options from Tex-Mex to Mississippi Delta catfish to smash burgers. And you can contact Lamar Yard for your private events for the spring and summer. They have a dedicated event coordinator who will help you plan your event from start to finish, and they offer on-site catering. Weddings to Greek parties or corporate events, Lamar Yard is the perfect place to host your next party. Lamar Yard is Oxford's quintessential family and pet friendly venue, and they look forward to hosting you soon. Check them out at lamaryard.com. And if you want a place for clever dishes and captivating cocktails, look no further than So Wild in South Lamar. Chef Erica and her committed team of food and beverage enthusiasts are bringing top notch cuisine and libations to you six days a week. Whether it's happy hour three to six, fresh squeezed margaritas, ramen, two for one Moscow mules, all that and more, the best and brightest in house or via curbside pickup. Check them out, solaoxford.com or call them at 662 238 3500 and place your order today. Show also brought to you by Memphis restauranteur Kelly English and his restaurant group in Memphis, Tennessee. The renowned chef and his team are offering nationwide shipping and virtual cooking classes with Cooking with Kelly. You can learn more about the nationwide shipping at irisetc.com and you can also book a virtual cooking class online at table22.com slash iris. Kelly English Restaurant Group in Memphis, Second Line Restaurant Iris and the Magnolia House down on the coast in Biloxi. Show is also brought to you by Cherokee Valley Golf Course in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Get on over, see Cody Allen and the rest of the crew take on their challenge of the wide plush Zoiza fairways and large championship Bermuda greens. They've got two putting greens to hone in your game with the flat stick, the driving range, and a chipping green to tighten up that short game. Book a tee time online at olivebranchgolf.com or give them a call at 662-893-4444. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage, but intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast come in. 
NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. And we are back here on Not Committed. Zach Berry, Grayson, we're with you. All right, Grayson, let's, uh, a lot of things, things have been moving quickly this week on the official visit circuit. For Ole Miss, we've got three big names that will be in town, uh, two next weekend, June 3rd, and then one June 10th. We'll start with the big one. June 3rd, official visitor, Jonte Cook II, one of the uh, – probably one of the more explosive prospects in this 2023 class, um, released the top five of Texas, Texas A&M, Michigan, Florida, and Jackson State. Dion still bucking his head down there in uh, in Jackson, but um, kind of shocked some people. Was scheduled to go see the Gators and uh, changed his mind. Told on three Sam Spiegelman that he was going to uh, change that official visit and to go see the Rebels. Um, he told Spiegelman in an exclusive interview at on3.com. You can see it there. You can also see it at ownspirit.com. Um, but he said, quote, he doesn't go away. He can't. No matter what I do or say, he won't go away. I post something and Lane will ask, quote, what about my offense? Chante Cook said, that's just good recruiting. Um, he said he still likes me and he's still recruiting me. And anyone recruiting me this late, I like and I'm interested in. All right, before we get into him as a player and, and kind of where we think things are, just want to preface it by saying for Ole Miss fans, Get your hopes up. I mean, I can't tell you what to do. You can do whatever you want. Um, getting him on campus, if he does, in fact, show up, and I expect him to, is huge. As we always say, follow the visits. Guys that actually show up, that's a big step forward in the, in the, in the right direction. But the Longhorns are the heavy favorite here. He's been very adamant about his relationship with Arch Manning and how they're tight, they're, they're boys. I think Arch Manning is going to end up at Texas. Um, but at, it re, you can't rule out Lane Kiffin and how if he is going to prioritize and put his focus on a certain prospect, more times than not, he can get it done. Um, you heard the quotes there about how he feels about Kiffin. Um, he said it multiple times that Lane Kiffin is personally recruiting him. Uh, Derek Nix, Kelvin Bolden are also in the mix here helping out, but um, he's already taken official visits, or he has official visits scheduled, I should say, to Michigan, Ole Miss, and Oregon in June. Um, and then he's been to Austin several times. I think he's been there like five or six times. He'll take a, an official to Austin. He'll go to College Station for AM as though two, those two will be duking it out. 
Um, but look, if he shows up, we'll see what happens. Um, I still think Texas is the favorite to land him. But this is the guy, the number 47 overall prospect in the 23 class, number eight wide receiver, number seven prospect in the state of Texas. Um, I have a, a theory on kind of what Ole Miss is, ang- they're, what they're angling at towards here and their, and their pitch to Cook. But um, it, from your viewpoint, what do you see in Jontae Cook, the player? Well, my, my biggest thing with Jontae Cook, the player, is he's just like insanely – quick and has unbelievable burst um in almost every situation at the line of scrimmage he's going to beat the defensive back off the snap he's going to beat them off the line of scrimmage he's going to have a step on them before they're even five yards downfield you can't teach that um and you just you can't teach speed so having him uh in an Ole Miss offense you could use him similar to an Elijah Moore uh, he's really good and really quick in short area, small area situations. He's really quick with his pivot feet and really versatile in terms of his speed. Although he's only 5'11", you could split him out. You could kind of have him just hopefully burn a, a, a bigger defensive back. Um, he probably doesn't win one-on-one situations against bigger defensive backs, but in terms of jump balls, but he does beat him with his feet. So you could use him all over the field. You can get him the ball a lot throughout a football game. Um, I'm curious to see, you know, leading into this visit flip, uh, it seems to me like a very comfortable two-score race between Alabama and Texas. Uh, Texas A&M is also kind of lingering in there. But to me, it seemed like Alabama-Texas – and Jonte at both Texas and Texas A&M, he took, he broadcast his recruiting visits on YouTube uh, through his YouTube channel. And in both instances, he roasted the Aggies and the Longhorns for their lack of football trophies and sports trophies in general. As well at A&M, he said, quote, where are the sports trophies at? I still ain't seen no football trophies because all the trophies on display at A&M were sports Emmy awards. And then when he got to Texas, uh, he called out the Longhorns for displaying all kinds of swimming trophies in their display case, but not really any football trophies. Um, And then upon arrival at Alabama, he finally found his trophies. Obviously, you know, they're the most dominant program in recent history. So I'm curious to know how much recent and immediate success plays into Jonte's decision because when you look at Texas A&M, when you look at Texas, when you look at Ole Miss, obviously Alabama kind of aside here because they're so dominant, but when you look at Texas, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M, of those three programs, Ole Miss has has had the most success in recent years. Um, Obviously coming off the most wins in program history, coming off of a Sugar Bowl appearance that they would have won, if Luke Altmeyer hadn't been a quarterback, <clears throat> who said that? But anyway, Jonte's decision could come down to, you know, program history. And that wouldn't necessarily bode super well for Ole Miss. But when you look at immediate success in recent history, outside of those Matt Luke years where he was tasked with just keeping the program together amid, amid sanctions and violations and all that good stuff, um, Ole Miss has had the most success of the programs he's looking at outside of Alabama. So 
getting him on campus will be big. Being able to sell him on the school, being able to sell him on what he could become in Lane Kiffin and Charlie Weiss Jr.'s offense is going to be huge. And I won't say, um, I won't say that Ole Miss has a good chance of, of flipping his decision from Texas, Texas A&M, or Alabama to Ole Miss, but I'm not going to come out and say that it's flat-out crazy. Uh, getting him on campus and, and Lane Kiffin being consistently relentless with him might prove to be what comes out on top in the long run. So just getting him on campus and being able to show him film of Elijah Miller and, and, and players who have gone on to bigger and greater things in Lane Kiffin's offense in the past is going to be huge. So I, I think that getting the hopes up might be a stretch, but definitely, you know, don't cross this off as just a pity visit or a last minute visit just because I, I think there's real value in what could come from this visit and in the fact that he's coming to campus, especially after he was supposed to visit Florida speaks to the fact that the rebels do have a chance here. Um, and he's an instant playmaker. So if you're able to land him and once again, go into Texas and pull somebody out of Texas, it would be absolutely massive in terms of the message that it sends to uh, just recruiting around the country. So we'll see what comes of it. I'm, I'm not going to say that it's a definitive, you know, Ole Miss is now heavily in the mix, mm-hmm. but Ole Miss is in the mix here at when they weren't in the top five, they weren't really considered to be in the ballpark. They were kind of just lingering and perhaps Lane Kiffin's persistence will pay off here. It'd be really cool if it did. I mentioned my theory and I don't know if it's a theory or just what I think Ole Miss will do, which I guess is a theory. I don't know. It's Friday. Um, I mean, I think this is a great opportunity for Ole Miss to basically utilize and showcase Jalen Robinson in the slot. We've talked about Jalen Knox and his injury. He's, he was in a boot, didn't play in the Grove Bowl, broke his foot. He's expected to be back for fall camp, but Jalen Robinson is a guy that I think is very similar to a Jonte Cook. And I think this is a great opportunity for, for Kiffin, Charlie Weiss Jr., John David Baker, and all the offensive staff to really kind of, you know, I'm sure when Jonte Cook comes, like they did with Jalen Robinson, they're going to show him the cut-ups of Elijah Moore when he was in the offense. And, hey, this is what you can do. You can do this. You can get drafted in the, what, second round and go be a dude in the NFL mm-hmm. in the slot. Uh, I think that's what they should do, and it's probably what they'll do. Uh, maybe not in that exact order or maybe not exactly how I just said it, but I think that that's something that as Cook starts to narrow things down, figure out what he wants to do in December when he makes his decision is, you know, look, the the big-time program prestige, regardless of trophies, you know, Texas is still a household name. Um, yep. he's, an in, he's an in-state guy. DeSoto High School is a big, you know, greater Dallas area program. Um, they send dudes to Texas all the time, but, you know, hey, look at Ole Miss and look at Lane Kiffin and what they've done with that offense. And I think that showcasing Jalen Robinson in the slot and just basically saying, 
know, all fall, they can keep in touch with him. Hey, did you see what did you see what Jalen did on Saturday against Arkansas? Did you did you see that? Did you see that play against Alabama? Did you know? Did you did you see us in the LSU game? He had 17 touches. Um, I think that's kind of the pitch that they need to go for here and showing him like, you know, you guys are very similar in skill set and what you can do. And, and that's what we would like you to do in this offense. So certainly something to watch. I, you know, I, I said, if he shows up cause it's recruiting and you never know what teenagers are going to do. I expect him to show up. They are going to go all in on recruiting him, obviously four-star fringe five-star prospect. Um, they would certainly love to add him to the 2020, 2023 class. Good Lord. All right, same weekend. Um, we talked about whew, gathering myself here. It, is, it has been a week. Um, I've got some other prospects coming in that same weekend. Officially, one that is coming in, Marvin Burks Jr. He's safety out of St. Louis, Missouri, Cardinal Ritter College Prep. Um this is a guy that when I wrote about him earlier this week, Missouri was kind of the, the runaway favorite for a while. We were talking about it in the pre-show when the Tigers set their sights on an in-state guy more times than not, they can keep them there. But since the offer quickly scheduled an official visit, and um, I think that Ole Miss has got some quiet momentum here. Chris Partridge, uh, Sam Carter, the rest of that defensive staff is recruiting him incredibly hard, um, but the four-star will be in town officially same weekend as Jonte Cook, um, and I think that Ole Miss is desperately trying to get him into the commit column sooner rather than later. Yeah, I think I, – I'm not going to say it's a done deal here, but I think by offering him and immediately having him schedule a visit to Ole Miss speaks wonders to – how much interest he has in the program. If you can get him on campus, you can show him that his excitement was not incorrect, meaning that, you know, all of his um, interest in the school and desire to visit the rebels and potentially play for the rebels, you can show him, okay, you know, this is exactly how you should feel because we think highly of you. We like what you can do in our system and we want you here. I think Marvin Birch Jr. could end up very easily um, heading to Oxford as part of the class of 2023 cycle. I think when it's all said and done, if Ole Miss keeps their foot on the gas with Burks, which it seems to me like they will slash are, he's Ole Miss's to lose. I know Missouri has been with him the longest. I know it's, you know, more or less right up the street. I don't think it matters. I think if Ole Miss wants him, they can get him. And he would be a fantastic addition to a secondary. Like we talked about at the beginning here, the secondary will see a lot of turnover over the course of the next year, two years. Um, and bringing in a guy who's 6'2", 181, fast for his size, hits really hard. Um, you can use him in that strong safety spot. You can push him outside the corner. If you even have to, you can use him as a nickel back and let him just kind of fly around like a banshee. You can put him, you know, as far up as, as potentially an outside linebacker position as one of those three, two, six, you could kind of have him slide up to more of a three, three, five. Um, you can use him all over the field. And I think Ole Miss once again, sees the versatility with him in a system that 
allows for versatile players and allows for athletes to be athletes and for dudes to be dudes. Burks is a dude. And if they can get him in Oxford and show him on his visit, Hey man, we think you're a dude and here's what you can do in our system. I think it's a perfect fit for both sides. And I think Burke ends up in Oxford when it's all said and done. Yeah. He he had some, some good quotes. He spoke with, uh, Tim Vergesi of uh, on three and had some a, a pretty mature outlook on the recruiting process. He said, quote, everyone's going to have great fit facilities, but I'm just looking at coaching staff and, and who makes me feel comfortable, you know, strength and conditioning, because that's who's going to be with the most, um, you know, he's like playing time early to somewhere I can feel that's at home in an atmosphere that I can thrive at. And, uh, Later on, he went to say, I'm pretty open-minded to learn more about any school. I'm going to take my time with the process. So this is going to be his first official visit um, when he arrives in Oxford. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, versatile, athletic guy. He plays both ways in high school. Had 16 receptions for 340 yards and three touchdowns as a receiver. And then was active on defense, 33 tackles and a pick. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is kind of the – the mold that they're looking for in a corner or safety with the the height and the good weight and being able to run because you got to be able to move in space. And uh, when you're out on that Island, you know, field boundary corner, whatever it may be, you gotta, you gotta be able to turn and run because uh, as we all know, offenses are evolving and uh, taking more shots downfield and you need guys like Marvin Burks jr. That are versatile, physical, and can, uh, be okay out on an island one-on-one. So another guy to uh, keep an eye on as he arrives next weekend with Cook. So I think that's two big-time visitors that will be in town and that staff will have all their attention on both of them. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, we'll touch on the third and final official visitor that will be in Oxford in June. This one will be June 10th. Um, And another guy that received an offer and quickly scheduled an official visit. So certainly someone that – Ole Miss has piqued their interest. So hang tight, and we will talk about that prospect when we get back. Podcast brought to you by Protection Unlimited Incorporated, the Mid-South's leader in commercial and residential alarm security. Wayne Lowry and his team have been serving the greater Memphis area and North Mississippi for 50-plus years and would love to get your business and or family protected today. They offer cutting-edge security for your home or business with video surveillance options, and they're monitoring 24-7, 365. You can reach them via phone at 901-754-6510 or email them at info at protectionunlimited.com. Podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals. They can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite-level customer service team, make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn more about them at BluffCityAdvisory.com. Podcast brought to you by the Barry Home Team. You're ready to sell and make the most net profit from your home. Call Stacy and Rick Barry today. They will lead you through the process from property assessment, repairs, staging, and putting that sold sign in your yard. Both have earned the multi-million dollar club member status, and they would love to assist you today in your real estate ventures. Call them 901-481-6420 or 901-461-6421. After you have talked to the Barry Home Team, you can talk to Saddle Creek Title, another proud sponsor of the show. They're the Mid-South's leader in client-focused 
innovative closing solutions. Neil Hanna and his team are more than just a real estate closing firm. They are dedicated to going the distance to ensure the ease and growth of your real estate business. Find more information at saddlecreektitle.com or call them 901-753-1600. Show brought to you by Davis McCord State Farm. If you're looking for good neighbor service and surprisingly great insurance rates, look no further than Davis and his team. They are your one-stop shop in Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop looking around, give Davis a call. He is ready to help. 901-755-6110 and get your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And we are back here on Not Committed, wrapping things up here on our Friday show. Another player in the secondary that will be in town officially June 10th, as I said before the break, Bryce Pollock out of Snellville, Georgia, plays at Shiloh High School. Received an offer earlier this week, I believe it was Tuesday, and then quickly booked an official visit for June 10th. Uh, He took some visits to Duke and Florida State last year during the season, and then uh, in 2022 he's been to Wake Forest, Georgia Tech, Penn State, and Pitt. Right now, Pitt has the edge in his recruiting prediction machine, um, but Ole Miss has really started to uh, close the gap there for the uh, number 495 overall prospect in the 23 class. Um, Another guy fits the same mold, 6'1", 175, can really run, um, but uh, he is someone that has basically been up front in all of his interviews. Um, He talked with uh, Ryan Snyder of On3 talked about, quote, if all goes to plan, he will announce a commitment before his senior season starts. So you have to think these official visits in the summer are crucial to what he is going to ultimately decide. But uh, I, I like Ole Miss's chances here. I wouldn't say it's as far down the line as, as someone like Marvin Burks, but um, he I, it speaks volumes. You get the offer, and then you quickly schedule an official. Yeah, it's the same thing we said um, since the get-go here. I mean, getting an offer and then turning around and scheduling an official is about as loud of a statement as can be made about your interest in a program. I mean, he has multiple offers from schools all over the country. Didn't schedule official visits to those schools right after he received their offers. For Ole Miss to offer him and then almost instantly turn around and be like, I'm coming down. Can't wait to see what's going on there. Clearly he's excited. Clearly he's interested in, in what's going on. And it's another example of Lane Kiffin and, and his staff, like we've said this whole show, I mean, they are trying to fill out the back end of their roster with talented recruits who may not necessarily be atop the radar who may not necessarily request the world's largest nil deals they're getting guys that they know that they can go get that they're confident in that they feel fits their system and that they think are equally as excited in Ole Miss as Ole Miss is excited with them and if you're an Ole Miss fan looking at the recruiting class and you see the numbers and, oh, you know, not top 25, oh, not ranked yet, oh, you know, being beat out by six, seven, eight SEC schools when it's all said and done. Um, 
first of all, wait and see. Because there's a lot of time left in this class. And there's a lot of big fish on the board that Ole Miss are in the mix for that could see their ranking rise to not a top five class, not necessarily even a top 10 class, but Ole Miss could very easily still finish it within the top 20 when all things are said and done. So the first and foremost, be patient and just wait and see. And second of all, understand that if that does not come to fruition, where Ole Miss can again finishes, you know, around 30 or later in the country in terms of recruiting, that's okay. Remain confident that there is excitement and buzz around the program when you see these guys who are getting offers and scheduling visits immediately and understand that the way in which Ole Miss is going about recruiting is deliberate and intentional. So all of these guys we've talked about today and, and the fact that Ole Miss is you know, in the mix, if not heavily in the mix for guys who that they weren't necessarily in the mix for as of a week ago um, is a really good sign. And it just goes to show that once again, Lane Kiffin knows what he's doing and there's no reason to doubt him until he gives us reason to doubt him, which through the first two, two and a half years, he has not. So that, that's, that's where I stand about all of these visits scheduled, whether they get, these prospects, these recruits are not just the fact that the recruiting process is playing out the way in which it is, it is really positive for the rebels and for the staff that's working their butts off down there to step outside of Mississippi and recruit nationally and go get talent that they believe suits them. Well, almost less for the immediate future and more for the distant future where you can kind of develop and spend time with guys who they see all the intangibles and just have to continue to mold them into top sec college players so really good really good stuff really good momentum here um, and really good players all of the guys we have spoken about today yeah i think the two buzzwords you use deliberate and intentional yep. is key here because as i said before the staff is going to recruit a certain look from the high school level. They're going to recruit a certain skill set, and they're going to focus on, I don't know, anywhere from like 14 to 18 guys in high school, and then they're going to keep some spots open for the portal. So if they're bringing guys in for official visits this early, I mean, we've seen it with Bryson Sanders, Will Conformby, um, you know, Jane Rashada came in early, Marcel Reed came in early. Um, I think a lot of it is is very intentional with how they going about this because, you know, old school kind of recruiting thought was, well, you always want the last official visit. Well, now, I mean, the, the, the timetable has shifted with the portal, with guys graduating early, guys making early decisions, getting their commitment out of the way so they can focus on their senior season. You're seeing more and more guys decide early in the, in the cycle, whether that's late summer, right before their senior season, um, they're wanting to get it out of the way so they can start to get acclimated to graduating early from their high school and getting into that system and, and, and starting to meet their new teammates and yada, yada, yada. So um, I do think that that's, that's something that is, it should, should really 
you know, get your ears perked up. If they're bringing these guys in for official visits this early in the summer, then that should tell you how high they are on their board. So um, we'll have more coverage of those official visits next week. We'll talk more about it next Tuesday, next Thursday, as we always do. Make sure to check out omspirit.com, part of on3.com for the Spirit's take on the Demery commitment. I give my thoughts on him as a player, how I think he fits into the system. And uh, we'll have some, some other stuff, some cross post. Uh, I'm sure that um, Sam Spiegelman and other national analysts will have their take on what Demery brings. We'll have that on the board as well. But uh, that's going to do it for this Friday edition of Not Committed. Uh, came a day late, but uh, we did it for a reason. And we were wanting to wait to, uh, to talk about Mr. Demery. So, Grayson, as always, it's a pleasure. Enjoy the long weekend. And uh, like, subscribe, leave a review, and all that good stuff. And uh, we will talk to y'all on Tuesday. So, until then, we out. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.